have to eat the dream. You have to sleep the dream. You have to dream the dream. You gotta touch, you have to see it when nobody else sees it. You have to feel it when it's not tangible. You have to believe it when you cannot see it. You gotta be possessed with the dream. The dream. Yeah. What is up, guys? Welcome to Shirt from the Chest. My name is Justin Groth. Thank you guys for tuning in with me. Welcome if you're new. This is a personal development podcast, guys, that I hope that delivers some type of value with the things that I talk about and the things that I say. If it doesn't, that sucks. But, you know, you're not going to serve everybody. And that's not the premise of this podcast. The premise of this podcast is to serve the ones that the things that I talk about will hit and will be impactful too. And um, that's not going to be everybody. I got to be okay with that. And you got to be okay with that. And the things that you do and the things that you project in life. And uh, that kind of leads me into what I want to talk about today. And there is, um, and there was, by the way, there was no type of, you know, tether to that that was that was pre-planned um i don't even know how sometimes i even get into these words i don't know how, how i even start talking about these things but a lot of what i like to do and this is the whole ignition behind the podcast i like to come off the cuff with a lot of the things or with pretty much everything i mean sometimes i have an outline of what i want to talk about most days i don't because i don't like that i don't like I don't like having an outline or having a, it makes me have to remember what I'm going to say. And then I want to remember when I can't remember something, I get caught up. And then, and then I'm thinking, what was that? What was I trying to say? What was I saying before? What was I thinking before? And then I just get, and then it just comes, it comes out disingenuine. And the whole, the whole mission behind this podcast as the title is straight from the chest was to become straight from the chest. And Oftentimes, it's not going to sit well with most people, some of the things that I say, or it might. Maybe it fires you up. Maybe you get offended. I don't know. But that's not my job to, that's not my job to, to rule over. Like, if it does, it does. If it sits well with you, it, great. If it doesn't and offends you, then I guess it did. I mean, I'm only one person, just like you're only one person. You can only be who you were created to be. And I know that sounds so non-original, cliche, but are you really being that person? I learned something about myself today, and I told my dad this earlier. I learned that I like gas station coffee well over any kind of Starbucks or any kind of, you know, uh, gourmet coffee house what have you that that is that makes coffee like i i love gas station coffee well over any of those gourmet coffees to me the gourmet coffees are just getting more and more sour have you noticed that like first of all you don't notice that if you order a fufu drink where you get a bunch of sugar and a bunch of creamer and all that well you're not going to notice what i'm talking about but if you do a black coffee you'll notice a difference. I do a black coffee from a gourmet coffee place and I'm not gonna say names, but let's just use Starbucks because they're so humongous. It doesn't matter if I give them a, <laughs> a bad review. It doesn't matter. <laughs> not like I'm giving a bad re- review, but um, 
these coffees are just getting a, such like a sour after leaving a sour aftertaste. And it just makes me think this is gross when I'm drinking this. But like in my head, I'm thinking this is good coffee. It's like organic. It's fair trade, blah, blah, blah. I'm starting to understand like I don't give a shit about any of that. I want regular coffee that's like tastes like cardboard. It, I, I like that. Like I like the Folgers, Colombian. Just give me regular Colombian on all these weird afternotes and all that shit. I don't care about that. And all of that, all that does is just make your coffee, in my opinion, worse. Like I think it's, I don't like Kona. I don't, I don't even like the Kona blend, like to be honest with you. And I mean, all these other different coffees that are coming out with all these different, like you could, I don't know. I don't know names, but you go to a gourmet coffee house. They're going to have these, this weird coffee that they make and, or they, they get trucked in and it's going to be their brand of coffee that they use. And nine times out of 10, that shit has a sour aftertaste and I'm just not with it. And I learned that about myself today when I went to the gas station to get coffee and I got, I went to the gas station. I was running late for an appointment and I didn't have time to go across town and order Starbucks. And I have an app that does it and it's just, it's so simple, but I didn't have the time to go across town. I was already late for my appointment. So I was closer to the gas station. So I just went there and got, got a uh, coffee at my cousin's gas station. Shout out to them. Cal Chevron the best coffee. <laughs> and, uh, anyways, that coffee made me realize what I've been missing out on. I used to get it all the time. Then I stopped and I started going to Starbucks cause you know, why not? Starbucks is, you know, every little Starbucks. And I just learned it's not, not just Starbucks, but any coffee shop. It's not for me. I want the gas station. Co- I want the dark. I want not, not just the dark. I want that whole full-bodied cup of coffee the way it should be. I don't know why I'm getting so passionate about this. Just coffee. But it's more, it's more, moreover, not just the coffee. It's not about the coffee. It's about the fact that I learned something about myself and that instantiated in me. Maybe, maybe I'm, I'm doing other things because other people are doing them too. Like maybe I'm just following the leader and unbeknownst to me, it's just because it's just coffee. I don't see anything wrong with it. But really, if you ask Justin what he likes, I don't like Starbucks coffee all that much. I go there because it's convenient and I go there because, well, it's got a, it, everybody goes there. Why not? I don't like that. I like regular Folgers coffee gas station coffee. That's what I like. And so I wonder, like, it just makes me think, I wonder which one of you are just following the pack like myself, because it's just a common, common thing to do. But really you taking a step out and saying, I don't really like this. I don't like this. I don't know why I'm drinking this. I don't know why I'm doing this. I don't know why I'm, I'm in this vocation. I'm doing it because I guess this is, then this is good. This is what everybody else is doing. But think about it like this. You have a lens that you see the world through, right? We can all agree on that. You got this lens you see the world through. You don't know this about yourself, but you're doing this. I'm doing this. 
And we're looking, what we're doing is we're looking at the world in a way that we're trying to, we're trying to align what we want to do with what is already out there. And so let's say you have a specific creative talent, a uniqueness to yourself. You're trying to, you're trying to, for one, you're trying to materialize it and you're trying to understand and identify what it is so you can materialize it. But you're also, because you're, you're trying to find your tribe, which is very, very primal, you're, you're looking at the world, you're looking at this group of people, this group of people, or this person, you're trying to find similarities with that person or that group of people with what you have or what you like to do or what you have a desire to do. And what happens is if you're really super unique, which every one of us are, you're not going to find that specific quality in a different group, in this group of people or this group of people. You're not going to find it. Why are you not going to find it? Because they don't possess it because it's only possessed by you. And so you're going to naturally, because you want to attract your tribe, so to speak. And again, that's primal. You can't debate that. We want to see what they have and we want to align with what they have. And so if we don't see what they have, that's what we have, we automatically think, well, then what I have must not be right. What I have must be faulty. What I have must not mean a whole lot, must not have a lot of value. Maybe I'm doing this shit wrong. Maybe something about me is wrong. And that's where you go off the rails. And that's where you become like everybody else. Because you're naturally trying to find your fitment. But in the process, you're concealing. You're concealing what you have to offer the world. You conceal it. When that conceal could actually be the thing that delivers you into a new realm, into a realm by yourself that then attracts other people. But because you can't find it in somebody else, because you're looking at the world through this lens and you're trying to find, which we all are, like none of us are exempt from this. You're looking at the world through this lens. We're trying to find ourselves in somebody else because we're, we need to see that as acceptance. We need to, we need to be secure in the acceptance of the fact that somebody else has what we have. But when you don't find that, you start to think that something's wrong with you. Something's faulty. It's dysfunctional. It's not. That's the creator of the universe breathing something different in you. Maybe you were made differently. Maybe you say things differently. Maybe you walk differently. Maybe you talk differently. Maybe you process things differently. Maybe you do the same thing that somebody else does that is very, very popular, but you do it differently. You do it a different way. But because you're so fearful of bringing that talent or that uniquity out to the public, you conceal it. You even question it. You question it because you think, like I said, this may be dysfunctional. This is... This is something that doesn't look the same as what's out there already. So it mu- I must be wrong. And then you just suppress it. And then maybe you end up changing the structure of who you are, but artificially. You're doing it artificially. And what happens, the net result is something of a copycat. 
when you could have been an actual leader, you become a copycat instead. And the way to not become a copycat is not simple. But it starts with you, A, identifying what uniquity you have. And then B, being fearless in bringing it out. And all the while, you're not searching for it in anybody else. And you're okay with standing alone. Many people are not okay with standing alone. And I don't blame you. I remember when I was back in school, back in grade school, I wasn't the best basketball player at all. Like, I think I've talked about it before. I used to, I couldn't even dribble. Like, I couldn't dribble the ball without losing it. I'm that discoordinated or uncoordinated, rather. And I remember when they would pick teams in the start of recess, you know, there would be two captains and you'd pick teams. Like, I was almost like always the second to last or the last to be picked. I think the only reason why I even got picked was because people liked my personality. They knew that I couldn't play for a shit. So I never really got picked. I mean, I did by by measure of, I think, my just the fact that I was liked. And I had friends. I'm exaggerating a little bit. I wasn't second to last or last. But I was, I was not definitely not first, second, or third. But what I'm trying to illustrate here is If you're not okay standing alone, knowing that maybe what people are seeing you through their, how people are viewing you through their lens and trying to extract the talent out of you that maybe doesn't exist is okay. You have to be okay with knowing that because you're standing alone, it's not because you're, it's not because you're not worth a shit or you're not valuable. It's because you were made for different things. You were made differently. And just because you're omitted from one thing doesn't mean that you're not going to be a massive benefit and service to something else. But you just got to find that. And finding it may take your whole life or it may take 40 years. I know Ron White, the comedian, the famous comedian, he didn't start doing comedy until he was 42 years old. You know what he was thought he was going to do for the rest of his life? Live his life out in a camper. On, I think it was like Arizona. I don't know. I could be missing the story up. But he was and making like, I think it was pottery, I want to say. I could be messing that up too. But I want to say it was pottery. It's been a while since I've listened to his little biography. But 42 years old, he got called to go on the road with Jeff Foxworthy. 42. Can you imagine being 42 years old, not having an aim in life, thinking that this is like going to, you're going to live your days out doing basically bah humbug shit and then just blowing up and not just blowing up for the wrong things, just to blow up. He blew up being Ron White. He blew up being himself. Because somebody, Jeff Foxworthy, saw a talent in him. It took that one person. I'm getting goosebumps right now. It took one person to see the talent, the overarching flame of talent in that one person. 
change his trajectory for life. For life. Now, Ron White's pretty much a household name. Why? He's doing the things that he's actually great at, that are his uniquity. And he didn't, he didn't actually have to search for it. It was actually sought, he actually got sought out. But he was recognized and identified for what he has, even when he didn't even believe it. Somebody else came along and saw it in him and was like, so what I'm saying here is just because the captain isn't picking you, he's not picking you third, fourth, or even last. It doesn't mean that there's not going to be a captain somewhere along the line down the road in your life. That's going to see the talent that you do have to play the game that you were meant to play. Maybe you're not meant to play basketball because you can't dribble for a shit. That's not your game. But you should never conceal what you can't see in others because it doesn't fit what their particular talent is or their particular aim is. Don't conceal your uniquity because of that. That could be the thing that delivers you. It could be the only thing that delivers you actually. Done.